teach the word of God. As a church that believes so much in so winning evangelism and uh, prayer, one of the things that will distinguish us as a church and as Christians is our ability to correctly teach the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. As Christians and as um, a church that believes in evangelism, soul winning, and prayer, we should be able to teach the word of God, especially what we call the elementary truth of the word of God. The basics, what a lot of Christians have ignored, yet they can't teach. What a lot of Christians have ignored what a lot of churches have ignored you go to a church and you see a lot of christians in the church and you tell them that lead somebody to christ they don't know how to lead a person to christ you tell them that teach about salvation they can't teach about salvation you ask them what is baptism explain baptism to somebody they can't explain what baptism you teach you you, you tell them that teach about prayer or a tried or, or tell somebody about prayer they can't teach prayer and this, uh, you see, and this is one of the reasons why we would always have to take our midweek teaching service seriously because these are the basic, the rudiments of Christianity, and these are the things that are taught. You understand that? And, and, and see, on, on Sunday, you can't put up your hand and ask questions. If you put up your hand, I won't even mind you. When a teaching service like this, yeah, you can put up your hand and ask, and ask questions. Hallelujah. Amen. Yep. So um, I would encourage you that. You must take the teaching service seriously. Hallelujah. It's prayer and teaching service. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, it's one and a half hour. I mean, 7 to 8.30, it's fine for us to do, for us to have some time to pray, worship, and study God's word. So, reasons why we must teach the word of God. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee. Going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Uh, but Jesus had 12 disciples, right? But Matthew 28 is telling us that they were 11. Who can tell me why? Anybody? Who can tell me? You are not, you are not part. Who can tell me? I'm coming. The 11 disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. So who can tell me why? Yes, um, so, uh, yes, so tell me why. Okay, um, because Judas um, died. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that is it. You see, so when I said it, uh, yeah, but had it not before, some people don't know. 
You see, and you see, and these are some of the things you are looking at. You see details. So okay, they were twelve, but why eleven? Okay, Judas died, or Judas, you know, sold his master, took some money, and gave his master out. All right, so that is it. Yeah, so it's a very important service. So verse seventeen. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Ah, why from the, where from this pop pops? See, put up all the microphones here and try to work around it. It's it, it's not nice. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and Kobe, come and Kobe, put up the monitors and let's see what the where, let's see what the trouble is. Put up all the put up the monitors. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples. Teach these disciples. Check there. Check the sap. It's from the sap. Check, check the sap. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of age. So Jesus gave explicit instruction. And uh, he told them to, you know, go out and make disciples of all nations. All right? And to make disciples of all nations, and he gave them specific instructions, right? Okay, now, he gave them specific instruction. The first instruction that we can see in the text is that he said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's instruction number one. Number two, he said that, baptizing them, baptizing them. Number three, he said, teach them. So after we've made disciples, right, and they are baptized, we must teach them. Hallelujah. Amen. We must teach them. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here? I say we must teach them. Hallelujah. Amen. And somebody would like to ask, what does it mean to teach? What does it mean to teach? It means to show someone the way. So anytime we come for teaching service, anytime we come for teaching service, we have come to show people the way. Hallelujah. We have come to show ourselves the way. Hallelujah. Especially the new converts. We have come to show them the way. All right. To teach also means to pass on knowledge. To pass on knowledge. To pass on knowledge. It also means to guide. To guide. To guide. To guide. To guide. To guide. Now, one thing we have to understand is that until the word of God is taught, people will continue to walk in darkness. Yeah. Until we teach or until we are intentional and deliberate about teaching God's word, people, the world, will continue to walk in darkness. And as far as I'm concerned, I personally believe that 
the church is the hope for the world. In fact, we are the light of the world. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ said, that, I am the light of the world. And this Jesus who said that is resident inside of our spirit. So anytime a child of God appears onto a scene, we are supposed to emit light. Hallelujah. Amen. And we can see the amount of light we carry is, 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 is an indication or a reflection of the amount of word of God. We have, we have in our spirit. More word, more light. Less word, less light. It's as simple as that. So, in your school, in your office, in your area, in your home, we are supposed to, uh, yeah, we are supposed to, you know, emit a certain amount of light, a certain quantum of light. But this can only happen if we expose ourselves to the word of God. This can only happen if we are, if, 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 if we become students of the Bible. Hallelujah. We must make time as Christians for God's word. We must make time to listen to preaching. Oh, I'm telling you. We must make time to do preaching. And you have your headset on your, or, 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 or your airports on. And it's not a certain kind of useless worldly song. But it is God's word. In fact, it's some kind of preaching, some kind of teaching that you are receiving instruction. And that is the only way we can emit that light. I'm telling you. Anytime I see Sam George, I'm glad that at least in his generation in parliament, he's one of the people anytime he's about to make his case, he has a scripture to defend his case. And one of the once upon a time he said, he said, he said that I am an elder in my church. How many people can say this? In parliament, he said, I am an elder in my church. How many of us can, can stand before our friends or how many of us in the face of opposition, you can say that this is what the word of God is saying about this situation for because of this, I can't do ABC. But you see, we Christians cannot say that because we don't have the word in us. David said, your word have I hidden in my heart so I may not sin against you. So this evening, one thing I want to understand is that the more we are taught the word of God and the more we receive the word of God and the more we hide the word of God in our heart, there is no way we can sin against God because anytime sin presents itself to us, a certain verse of scripture that is resident inside of our spirit will pop up. Hallelujah. You see, it's just like, it's just, it's just like compu co computing. Giggle. Garbage in, garbage out. So you produce what you have fed your spirit with. Hallelujah. You are, you see, you are, you see, you are only, you, you can only produce what, you, what is inside of you. 
So when sin presents itself and you have a certain scripture, so that is why when the devil came to tempt Jesus in, in, in Luke chapter 4, from verse 1 to 13, in fact, and, 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 and Jesus' response was, it is written. It is written. It is written. Listen, if there is anything we must desire as Christians, we must desire it is written. It is written. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So, what we are saying is that reasons why we must teach the word of God, and the first reason why we must teach the word of God is because teaching will impart wisdom to people. Teaching God's word will impart wisdom to people. Teaching God's word, it will impart wisdom to people. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 90 verse 12, it says that, Teach us to realize the brevity of life that we may grow in wisdom. Oh, give me, give me, give me. Teach us to number the days, to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Give me the NKJV and let's see what it says. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. Other it says that we may apply our heart unto understanding. And we are saying that teaching will impact wisdom into people. Listen, there is foolishness all over. Yeah. There is foolishness all over. The Bible says, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But we can only display the fear of the Lord if we receive teaching and we imbibe the teaching, if we expose ourselves to teaching, that is when we will be able to display the wisdom of our God. Teach us to number our days. Let, just, just this afternoon, I, 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 one of my female friends, I just, I just tested her. And she said, Pastor, Today's my birthday. And for me, you know me, when it comes to birthdays, I'm, I, I, I look at it some way. So when she said today's my birthday, I was expecting her to do what, what, what those girls do on social media. So quickly, I went to her status to check whether, she, whether, whether, whether she's one of those beggars on, 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 on social, those girls who beg. 99% birthday loading. Then, 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 then there's this guy who is married with two children. Two, married with two children. And ma- I mean, married with two children. Then on his birthday, he'll put it 80% loading. Send your mom, send your present. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, now I'm like, what is this? I mean, what is this? You are begging on social media. So, me, she said, she said, is my birthday. I, went, I just quickly went to a status to see if I would see something like that. And there was something like that. And all she wrote is, thank you, Jesus. And I was happy. Then she texted me, Pastor, please pray for me. By then, I had gone to, by then, I had gone for, uh, for lunch in the afternoon. So, I came back to the office. And when I was out with my lunch, I called her. And I prayed for her. And I told her that, 
you are one of the few ladies that 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 have respect for herself. Yeah. I told her. And I said, because of this, I'll pray for you. And I prayed for her. And I told her, that, listen, you know what? This birthday thing that people don't really get. Yes, it's your birthday. And you know, yes, you're supposed to celebrate. But don't also forget that any time it's your birthday, what it means is that you are one step closer to your grave. Whether you like it or not, that is the thing. You are one step closer to your grave. And I've always said that I'm trusting God. I'm going to live for around 20 years. So I'm 38 minus 20 years. Do, 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 do the arithmetic for me. I have about, about 80 something years to go. Hope you understand that. So next time when I'm 39, when I'm 40, I have 80 years. So anytime it's your birthday, even though you are happy and you are celebrating and jubilating, or yes, but don't also forget that you are one step closer to your grave. So that's what he said. Uh, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to understanding. Listen, our days on earth are numbered. Whether you believe it or not, your days are numbered. And the sad thing is that you don't even know when your maker will call you. And when it's your birthday, and, it's your, and when it's your birthday, instead of, instead of sitting down to take an inventory of your life and ask yourself in the previous year, what did I do right? And, 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 and find ways to improve upon it. Or you ask yourself, what didn't I do right in the previous year? And shown away, believe God for grace to go away from that thing. But rather, that's the time we drink or to what some things we're not supposed to drink. We sing some things we're not supposed to sing. We go to places we're not supposed to go to. We do things we have never done because your birthday. Teach us to normal days that we may apply our heart unto understanding. Teach us to normal our days. Hallelujah. Amen. And as a matter of fact, there is foolishness everywhere, but we can only impart the wisdom of God if we, if, 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 if we make, if, if we begin to teach the word of God. As Christians, we must teach God's word. We must teach. Listen, if we, listen, if you, if, if, if you expose yourself to the teaching of God's word, there are certain, see, there are certain things you don't do. Today, today I was on, I was on Facebook and I saw one, one, I, I saw somebody, somebody, one, one pastor like that. And I, I, you see, when I see pastors find, when I see pastors who find themselves in certain, in, in certain situations, certain trouble, I feel sad for them. I, yeah. And, 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 and I said, Lord, deliver me from this thing. This pastor has been hijacked by some people just because the pastor went to bath for a certain pregnant woman and she used sort of her to wash the woman's private part. And I'm like, and I'm like, when did Jesus use salt water to wash a pregnant woman's private part? And, 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 and I was like, and the woman who also allowed the pastor to use the salt water to wash a private part, where is her Bible? No, I, I, listen, 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 listen. The Bible is our final authority. Anything that is not in the Bible 
says, looking unto Jesus. Look, so, looking unto Jesus. Not looking unto any man of God. Because listen, I am a human, I am a man of God, not a God of man. So there is a man aspect. So if I allow myself, the man aspect of me will overshadow the God. And that is when people go into error. So the day I walk in here, and I said, the Holy Ghost has spoken to me. And he says, all the ladies who come to church naked. And all the guys who stand outside and put up the light. I'm the only one here. That they run away. Amen. Amen. But we see people who have become so gullible. And, 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 and they have come so desperate to the point that. If the pastor says that, lie down and remove your dress. They will lie down. Ask yourself. Listen, even Jesus, when people are lying, he will tell them, get up. Hallelujah. He will tell arise. Since when did Jesus start using olive oil to anoint ladies' breast? And have people who have fallen to these things. Hallelujah. And honestly, and the way they were beating the man of God, I was sad. I was, I was, I was sad. I was sad. I was telling one man, I was telling one young man, listen, this work, if you are not caught, don't do it. Because it's, it is difficult. Yeah. If you are not caught, don't do it. Hallelujah. Teach us that we may apply our heart to wisdom. Teach us. So if I come to teach you God's word, you must also expose yourself. Don't go and close the Bible and sleep. Be, see, let's become like a is it Berea, the Berea Christians. After they've been preached to, they sit down and they flip through to see what Paul has taught is right or wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Number two. Number two, teaching will bring guidance to people. Teaching will bring guidance to people. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. People are lost and confused. As to what to do in life. Yeah. Your word. Your word is a lamp. To my feet and a light to my path. That's a song like that. Yeah. Your word. So it, listen. If you want proper aquantre. It's in the Bible. See. The best aquantre we can ever get. Is in the Bible. I'm telling you. Yeah. I believe in a country. If only it is, if only it's a, it's a clean one. Amen. Like, like, like some people I saw the other time. The pastor came to church with a gun. And the church members, the church members came to cutlass. They said they were going to attack the devil. Hey. And the pastor had a gun in the church. Long one. The church members were having cutlass. And there was in this one that I saw somewhere around that she be. The people had canes, canes, and they were whipping the floor. They said they are, they are, they are lashing Satan. 
<laughs> Listen, if we want lamp for our feet and light for our path, it's the word of God. Amen. If we want guidance, oh, if we want, I mean, proper, see, if you are confused, see, if you are, whatever, I was telling someone that whatever you are looking for is in the Bible. Mention it. Oh, see, if you're a young man and you are looking for a woman to marry, right? And you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and you're not seeing anything, ask yourself, what is the criteria? See, let's go to Proverbs 31. The criteria, now the young man, this is not part of my note too, but this is free consultation. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Hope you understand. Let's go to, let's go to the, next, the, the next verse. I want us to be sharp. The next one. Okay, let, let's start from the, from, the, from, the, from the 10. Who can find a capable wife? Other than he says that, a virtuous woman, right? Yeah. A capable wife. She is far more precious than jewels. Let's go. So, young men, I'm going to show you the criteria. If you have prayed and you've not seen anything and want to choose a woman to marry, eh, how to choose? I'm showing you it's in the Bible. Hmm? Hmm? And the ladies also, you to look and see yourself what are you following in this category. Eh? Okay. Her, the heart of a husband does safely trust in her so that she shall have no need of spoil. Okay, let's go. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Let's go. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. So if the girl is not working, if she's lazy, don't marry her. Listen, anybody in this church who says that there is no work, that the, person is lazy, the person is lazy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's a, certain girl, there's a certain girl I know, a young lady I know. Anytime she prepares light soup, all the boys want to eat her light soup. With them, they want to taste her light soup. Because she's good at preparing light soup. And she says that she's looking for work. And I said, listen, you are an expert in preparing light soup. You are an expert in preparing light soup. So become a light soup specialist. And the boys come and buy and you tell me there's no work. Whilst people always compliment you that you prepare life soup and you are good at it. See, no, no, it's, it's a serious thing, no? You understand that? She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Find something to do. You're out of school. You've not gotten the kind of work you want. Listen, find something to do. I mean, when I was out of university and I knew there was no work in Ghana, I mean, there was no work. So, by then, after my diploma in 2010, and after my, I did my national service, then I said that I went to do my degree. Then I said, after the degree, I knew there was no work. I didn't know where to see my application to. I was confused. Then I said, okay. Then let me register for voluntary service. You understand that? So, I was about to do service for the second time. Then I had a job. And that's why, I'm, that's why I've been for the past, this year, October, I've been nine years in my office where I work. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't say there's no work. Okay, eh? Don't say there's no work. 
There is something God has placed in your hand. Listen, everybody has something in their hands. And, you see, and Moses was talking plenty, doing hard things. God said, listen, Moses, what is it in your hand? And Moses said, I have a rod. said, listen, that is, that is the magic. That is the miracle. I have a rod. When they, see, any time God comes to you, he will ask, what do you have? If you have nothing in your hands, there is no way God will be. He says, I will bless the work of your hands. So if you decide to put both hands in between your legs and sit down and pray, listen, there is no uh, uh, blessing for you. After you have prayed, which is, which, 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 which is, which is a certain level of faith, take, a, take another step of faith by, 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 by looking for a job. Faith without work is dead. What do you have in your hands? I seem to have digressed, but let me talk to you. Listen, nobody in this church must say there is no work. Hallelujah. Listen, I, I was once upon a time a teacher. I was a teacher. When I was doing my degree, I was a teacher. And sometimes, sometimes I skip lectures to go and teach. I used to do house to house teaching. I, I don't know, for some strange reasons, I applied to teach in a school. And they said, they, they didn't take me. So I said, no, I must still teach. So I did some, some, some uh, A4 seat in a row. Oh, I was to ask teacher. And then I was teaching, because I was science student. I, was teaching, I teach English, math, and science. And I, I pasted it in the estates. And I was teaching them. Do you understand that? Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. See, it's like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. So if the lady does not bring food from afar, if she's always eating a restaurant, you don't marry her. I know I have digressed. But this is a certain kind of wisdom the young men in this church must know. Listen, there is nothing wrong with you eating a restaurant. Yes, once in a while you must eat in a restaurant. Once in a while. But this day, but for this lady, any time you call her, hey, she's either at some indomie joint, some fried rice joint, she's in, she's in some chop bar somewhere, you go to her house, she has no rice cooker, she has no gasolina, she doesn't even have a coal pot. This one, you don't marry him. Amen. If you marry her, she'll go and buy food. can put on the dining table for you. You might think she's the one who cook it. She didn't cook it. She doesn't know how to cook. She is like the merchant sheep that bring her food from afar. No, no, do you understand that? Yeah. So this means that anytime you visit her, there must be food in her home. Let's go. She rises also while it is yet night. Listen, if she's always sleeping, you can't marry her. She rises also while it is yet night and give that meat to her husband, meat over there is food, and give that meat to her husband and, and a portion to her maidens. Even though she has made servants in her house, She's the first to rise up. Even though 
she lives in her father's house with her parents and they have a house help. She's the first person to rise up. Hallelujah. Even though she lives alone, she's the first person to rise up. Hmm. This one to marry him. But if she's not able to rise up early, make you no marry him. This is wisdom from God's word. Next verse. She considered a field and by it it. She thinks about the future. She thinks about owning a property. She doesn't invest all her money in makeups. She doesn't invest all her money in acrylic nails. She doesn't invest all her money in wigs. She doesn't invest all her money in expensive shoes, Gucci bag, Gucci whatever. Listen. She considers a field, a property. She's thinking of owning a land. She's thinking of buying a house. She's thinking of buying, buying a minivan to do business with. She's thinking of getting a container somewhere to do business. Buy it a land. And buy it with the, with the fruit of her hands. Listen, this thing called hands, eh? One day I will teach about the hand and you understand. Even God, he says that I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This thing called hands. That is why as a Christian, there are some things you can't touch with your hands. Listen, if you're a Christian, a boy, there are certain breasts when you touch it, anointing will never remain your hand again. It will contaminate your hand. Listen, and whatsoever your hand touches, it will fail. As a young lady, there are certain men, people's husbands, you don't touch them. This thing called hand. Listen, the Bible says that she considered a field and buy it with the fruit of her hands. So this means that every believer, your hand must produce fruit. With the fruit of your hand. But some people, our hands cannot produce fruit because of certain things that we've touched. May God have mercy upon us. I'm telling you. There are certain things that are sacred. You don't touch them. And God told Adam and Eve, everything this God has given to you, but this particular fruit, don't touch it. Listen, you can't touch everything. You can't. You can't. You see, and people have touched certain things that they're not supposed to touch. So he said, touch not my anointed. You can't touch the offering. You can't touch the tithe. The pastor, you can't touch the church money. And our pastors today, when church is over, they carry the offering and they put it in their boot and they drive away with it. And they enjoy the money with the girls in the church. They enjoy the money with the girls in the church. The Bible says in the days of the apostles, right? The money was under their feet. But we, the pastors of today, the money is in our bosom. We like the money more than the people. We like the money more than the Bible. We like the money more than the church. But God will judge us. God will judge us. Christians, there are some things you can't touch. If you touch, your hand will not produce fruit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When the prophet met the woman, she said, what do you have? 
She said, I have some small agbelemo in the house. And some small oil. My son and I, we are about to prepare, eat, and die. Oh. And like doctor said at the convention, whatsoever cannot sustain you, don't keep it. Give it to God. And the woman gave it to and, and I know some people will judge me. But I say, we pastors, you are taking people, we are taking from people. Listen. The woman prepared it, gave it to a prophet. After the prophet has ate, look at what for the blessings. There are certain mornings God will give, tell you, this money you have received, it is not for you. Drop it at the altar. Drop it in the offering basket. There are some things you can't touch. You, see, you can't touch. You can't touch. And I like the way the church is quiet. I was telling a friend of mine one day, he was preaching. I mean, he, he said that, oh, man of God, anytime I'm preaching, my people, they don't respond, they don't shout, they don't say amen. I said, listen, the fact, that you are, the fact that you are preaching and people are shouting doesn't mean you are making sense. It doesn't mean you are making sense. Because I know of Bobokala in Komode, when they mount the stage to do concerts, people laugh. But the things that some of them the are saying doesn't make sense. Sometimes, when the people are quiet and they are watching and listening, it means they are sometimes, not always, you know, the Holy Ghost is convicting them or they are taking an inventory of their lives. Hallelujah. May your hands produce fruit. May your hands produce fruit. Listen. One day I'll tell you about the hand. You see, your hand is like a field. Eh? It's like a farm. Your hand eh? is like a field. See, the Lord gave me some revelation in, about the hand. Eh? Listen, should God open our eyes? There are some people we can't even shake them. We, we shouldn't shake them. Ask yourself, those people in town who will say, Bra, Hashem, wo, the palm readers. Why are they reading to your hand? Why don't they read under your feet? They're reading to your hand. Listen, be careful about your hand. I'm telling you, it's just what I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not a prophet, though. These are, these are the things that a prophet, I'm not a, pro, I'm a pastor. But I'm telling you, your hand, Kweku, be careful what you touch with your hand. God himself said, I will uphold you. With my, see, check the scriptures. How many times did God make reference to the hand? To, I mean, his own hand. My hand. My hand, my hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. The fruit of my hand. She planted a vineyard. I find those days they were predominantly farmers. So this whole, so in this so in this modern day, we say that she has. Her own business. So even though she's a government worker, the young lady's a government worker, she has a side hustle. She's selling something. She has no business writing birthday load on social. And, 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 and listen, I preach this thing and people stay with me. I'll keep preaching to everybody stop that thing. I See, are you a beggar? Hallelujah. I know some of you don't like, you don't like when I say this thing, but I will say it. Stop begging. You are not a beggar. Give me the next verse without a close. 
she gathered her loin. She perceived that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out at night. So it means that when people are sleeping, oh, I don't like this thing. Let's talk on this thing. When people are sleeping, she's still active. Oh no. And yet, dang. But then our generation, oh, the girls have a jobless and they have high taste. Jobless girls high taste. But I guess in this church, they cannot be jobless. Listen. You see, I will make you uncomfortable. You must find something to do with your hand. I will make you uncomfortable. The young man, I, see, you must work. Go. You must work. Amen. Amen. I think. I, so I said that um, teaching will bring guidance to people. Is that what I said? Yeah. So is it so 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 guidance? So the lamp, eh? So that is why it's very. Imp- that is why when you are driving at night, hmm? when you are driving at night, um, how was that? I think just this week, Anna. Yeah, when we we're going, f- the last week when we we're, we're going up and down for the convention, I was just imagining that oh, when we buy our land, we we'll demarcate a place for car park, and people will start parking their cars. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. You, oh, you come and park your car. Yeah. Oh, I said you come and park your car. Yeah. See. Eight years back, if somebody had told me that me, I'll buy a car. Oh, oh no, I'll buy cars. I wouldn't have believed it. So you, you buy a car. Oh, I'll, I'll buy a car. Oh, I've seen. Even if you don't have money, somebody will, God will touch somebody's house to give you a car. Amen. 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 Hmm. If, you, if you give you a car, eh, bring, bring to church, eh? Bring to church. Don't be, don't be, don't be chasing girls with the car. Amen. Yeah. Anytime, anytime it rains, then, then you drive the car because you know you get some girls who will be looking for lift. Be careful. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, if you are driving, one of the most important things you need is a lamp. Especially at night. To shine. You see your path. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you. See, if, if you like mention, mention that particular thing, I will show you it in the Bible. In that is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Work, marriage. Oh. Amen. Please rise to your feet. Let's close the service. So we'll continue next week. <laughs> Hallelujah.